Hello and welcome back to the Armchair Fans Basketball Podcast. I'm your host Asfar and I'm joined by Kumaration and Gautam. And a new guest today is Thomas. So hi everyone. Hi Thomas. Hi Kum. Hi Gautam. Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome Thomas. Yeah. Hey Thomas. Glad to be on this pod uh, with you guys. Like my first time on a basketball one. So hopefully it does well. Like my debut goes well. <laughs> yeah, it sure will. Yeah. So Thomas, just as a Oh, uh, welcome! Thing. Which is your favorite team, and who's your favorite player? Oh uh, yeah, so my thing is a little complex actually. So like, my favorite player, hands down, is Luka Doncic. So like, I, uh, I, I'm just mesmerized by the guy. My team is a little <laughs> weird in the sense like I don't uh, support any particular team. I don't have any this thing. Like I would follow a couple of teams like which I'm quite intrigued in. So like the Mavs a lot. and like the mavs have a bit of a soft corner towards is because like i first started watching basketball it was during the 2011 nba finals so yeah. they won the the championship then and i i liked dirk a lot dirk nowitzki a lot mm-hmm. and yeah so i will always have that bit of a soft corner towards them i mean mm-hmm. i also like i mean this season specifically i would like i i i genuinely want to follow the warriors as well because they are underdogs so i i genuinely want to think that they could reach the playoffs but like i mean it's it's interesting to see them like this you know yeah that's true yeah so speaking of the nba season it's finally started we've already had two days of games and they've been interesting they've been exciting and there's actually a lot to unpack here so uh, i guess yeah kumu what were your biggest takeaways and which was your favorite game maybe and your like just give us how what you thought of the first two days i mean favorite game by far has to be the celtics bucks that was yeah. a nail biter went right down to the wire like all the way to like two free throws for yanis to finish the match I mean, it was an insane match but i think my biggest takeaway is nets look like the most dangerous team in the league right now um definitely they have who Kevin Durant before injury was probably the best player in the league. He's probably one of the best scorers of all time. Like no one can block his shots cuz he's so tall and he shoots the ball from such such height. And yeah. like now it almost seems like that injury is way behind him. He might not be 100% back to his own self but more mostly seems like he's 90% back and Kyrie is Kyrie man like yeah he's got he's a weirdo he does weird things and all that but he is a highly talented and highly skilled player and there's no doubt about it he can score all kinds of buckets and when he's in the flow there's no stopping him as well so and barring that they have got such good bench i mean i mean depth and they got such good bench um castle ward as a six man has been a revelation he just took over once uh, kd and kari were rested joe harris has been extremely good uh, i still have slight doubts about their defense though but I think offensively they're easily going to be the best team or the best team that's not the best in the league. So yeah, that's my takeaway. Yeah, that's definitely true. The Nets looked amazing and uh, yeah, all I mean all the doubts and everything. Let's see how that comes, but for day 1, they looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh Gautam, your thoughts on I mean your Cavs won. I mean, you must be pretty psyched about that. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good game today. and uh, i mean terry rosier and gordon hayward were like the most dangerous players in the hornets but then colin sexton and darius garland they were just on fire today 
and with a little help from Javier Magee, Andre Drummond, and Isaac Okoro as well. Uh, I think the team overall performed really well today. I'm just hoping they have a good season. And I just have high hopes that they make it to the playoff this season. But it's too early to predict. I mean, like, one game cannot decide the entire season. But if you ask me, the most interesting game this season so far was, like, like Kumu said, the Bucks and the Celtics. And as well as the Kings and the Nuggets. Like, it went to overtime and then Buddy Heald knocking the game-winning shot. I mean, like, it was really interesting to watch those kind of games. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Nuggets and the, uh, the Kings was actually pretty interesting. I mean, if you think about the Nuggets, they were like conference finalists last time. And Jamal Murray, who was a breakout star that time, was really, really, you know, sober. And he was just, he wasn't there in the game. So, yeah, I will talk more about that. Uh, Thomas, what about you? Your favorite game and your favorite uh, moment? Uh, my favorite game, I think it has to be the Suns-Mavs game. It was a quite a gritty and like it is a it is a nice game to watch. You know, it was up and down. Both teams had a chance to win it. Like the Mavs came back from a big deficit to uh, uh, to get it that close. And yeah, I mean CP3 and Booker, I mean took those two great shots, uh, great shots in the last 20 seconds, which just uh, killed the game. But yeah, I was super impressed by both teams. And yeah, I I want to give out a little bit of a shout out to the Jazz Portland game in the sense that Jazz was just amazing. They were quite good. And uh, yeah, my takeaway is I think the Jazz and the Suns, I mean, the Suns will be breaking their playoff drought in style. I feel, but I think they those two are potential top two seed uh, teams, which I'll get onto like later when telling my other stuff. Yeah, but I think they've been those two. They've looked. Pretty sharp and they look quite good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's high time Devin Booker got some help. <laughs> it's been he's been in a slump. I mean, he's been in crazy good all these years, but has always not been able to see the playoffs. It's high time that he got a good teammate with him. And Chris Paul is known to be a person who can make the team better. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what I felt, uh, okay, <laughs> everyone was expecting. Like everyone, this entire postseason after that was just hating on Paul George and Kawhi and the Clippers, and they might implode, explode, whatever. Okay, but I don't know why. I still feel that this time they have something to prove. I mean, last season they were, you know, behaving like these self-proclaimed, you know, kings of the West. Like because they got Kawhi and PG, they'll just overthrow everyone and win the championship and stuff like that. But that clearly didn't happen. But I guess this time it's a wake-up call for them. Like last season was definitely a wake-up call for them. Irrespective of all the off-court nonsense PG also throws out at times. But I feel as players, he came out and said this, that this is the first time he's actually had two healthy shoulders. And again, it looked really well. He played really well. Kawhi is Kawhi. And I think the team is in general okay. I mean, it's good. They didn't go down from last time. I mean, they got Serge Ibaka, who is pretty good as well. And Nick Batum also looked okay from time to time. So I don't know why I still have hopes. And yeah, I do expect good things from this Clippers team. Yeah. Your thoughts on this? Anyone? Yeah, the Clippers were quite impressive. Like PG was like, he was proving the doubters wrong in a sense. But this is the, he, he does well in the regular season every, every season. It's just in the playoffs that 
he comes to this thing. So I'm I'm waiting till the playoffs to see how he does. I don't think I'll be putting too much stock into his regular season form. That's yeah, what I that's would say. true. Yeah, I mean neither should I, but I don't know. I just somehow feel that he's more motivated than usual. Okay. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I mean, all guess the- who had faith in him in the fantasy league too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last person expecting this poll. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> polarizing opinions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so with all that said, uh, let's just do something fun here, right? Okay. So let's just go around and just think about uh, what would be like a surprise scenario in the series. Like which team would just jump out and you know exceed all expectations, just bow out and you know leave everyone <clears throat> thinking what just happened. So let's start with Thomas. What do you think would be the surprise event of the season? Uh, I think by the end of this, everyone will be just like thinking, "What the hell are you guys are you thinking?" But I think it will be the most spiciest takeout of everyone. Even uh, even Gotham's also will pale in comparison to mine. But uh, I think none of the LA teams will finish in the top two seeds, nor will they make it to the NBA finals. What? So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's spicy. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, there is a bit of a rationale. So, okay, uh, so let me uh, go on to the uh, regular season thing, then I'll go on to the playoffs part of it. So, in the regular season, the reason why I don't think none of the LA teams will finish in the top two seeds is because, now, LeBron, uh, so last season was the first time a LeBron team finishes a top <laughs> as a top seed in its conference which is which is a big anomaly because uh, i think i think uh, gotham can speak to this in his last two seasons with the cavs uh, the cavs weren't a top seed right they were i think a 3 or 4 seed if i'm not wrong yeah when cavs wanted wait, when cavs wanted in 2016 they were they were the top seed they were in the yeah, top uh, seed yeah okay i'm talking about when they made the the i think the the two the two trips they made to the finals after that they were uh, yeah other than yeah, that, yeah second they were, and four was... they were second and fourth they were second and yes. fourth yeah yeah and uh, in both those uh, seasons you could see that LeBron took a huge step back on defense uh, last season was the only time where he like gave a damn about defense at least in the regular season and yeah he made that big claim that he should be the DPOY and all which I won't get into but yeah <laughs> so uh, that's one thing and this season they've had this is like the shortest off season of any nba champion 77 days so which is a pretty short turnover especially for the lakers and uh, like from what the reports are going around they they've been openly saying that they're going to rest lebron and ad and i think they've taken a big step back in terms of defense yeah they have had a bit of offensive pop but uh, the thing is i think they will hemorrhage that many points on defense now montrez harrell He's a great offensive center. I don't have much faith on him in him and the defensive end, and he was one of the main reasons why the Clippers uh, leaked that many second half points because he was employed as a closer for them. He was in their closing lineup, so he uh, because and he is a little undersized as well, so he can get bullied quite easily. If you uh, know what I mean, and yeah. uh, Dennis Schroeder. Last season was the only season where he just turned up, you know. Like before that, he was at the Hawks. 
he was terrible. I, I wouldn't say terrible, but he was very subpar with them. He wasn't all that great. Like yes, last season, he, he was in a good situation, which allowed him to like utilize his abilities better. And I don't think with the Lakers, I don't think he should be a starter first of all with the Lakers. He should come off the bench if he were to play. That is one thing. And his defensive problems, I I don't know. He 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 seems like a decent defender, but I wouldn't say he's world class. And yeah, they did bring in Mark Gasol, but he is quite old. He's 35 years old, and he did show his age during the playoffs against the Boston Celtics. Like uh, uh, last season, he was just super slow, and he just looked like a pale shadow of himself. So I don't think that's good enough. And if they are resting LeBron and AD throughout the season, that will just automatically push them out of the top two race. I feel that way. Uh, the Lakers, I mean the Clippers, they have a better chance in the sense that they have something more to prove, and they did finish uh, second last season with the amount of load management. I'm saying load management in double quotes in this case, but yeah, with the amount of load, they did finish top two last season. But I think a lot of teams this season they've made a lot more strides. The Clippers, they've stayed in the same position like they, they were not improved drastically in in a sense like i think uh yeah they they may have improved at the secondary center position with trez going out for ibaka but other than that i don't see them having a sizable improvement i think the jazz have looked quite good like they have the continuity with them and i think they have a serious play at being a top two seed same with the mavs the mavs i mean it's dependent on uh, Porzingis being healthy, but if he is healthy and they're able to play him for a significant amount of games, I think they'll be a major player. Same with the Nuggets as well. The Nuggets, yeah, they they look a little iffy on the defense, but they are a great home team. Like they they I I've never seen a team which is so reliant on the home form, and I think they will ride on that. And with Jokic and MPJ, like MPJ today was quite good. Murray. Is it questioned out? But I think these three can be a better top two contender than both of these LA teams. Yeah, that's pretty well said. I mean, that does make a lot of sense that uh, LeBron and the the Lakers in general, I think, are a pretty old team, right? Because you have Marcus Allo, who's thirty five. You have LeBron, who's I don't know, hundred years old, I guess, by now. <laughs> we never know. <laughs> and, and then you have all the other players as well. They're pretty. It's a pretty veteran-filled team. So I guess yes, they will play less hard uh, in the regular season, and plus the West is pretty stacked as always. So I think the difference between the one and the four seed would not be that much. So I I can see both these teams somehow dropping down. But how do you expect? Like why do you think they would lose in the playoffs? Okay, so the playoffs part of it. So I I, I don't know. So now once the Lakers, so they they should get past their first round opponent easily. But I think. In this playoffs, especially the home advantage will make a big deal, a big amount of purpose, a um, uh, big difference, I feel. Because, like, okay, supposing if they were to reach the Western Conference semifinals, they could potentially. So, supposing we, it's a lot of hypotheticals at play here in terms of the Lakers. So, if they were to meet a, a, a Nuggets team which finished one, for example, and yeah, the Lakers finished four. Uh, so the nuggets would have home advantage and the nuggets are very strong at home yeah, yeah that's one thing they do have uh, mari and yokich and mpj from his performance today i think 
by the time the playoffs come he should be a better player and i think his defensive uh, effort will be a little better as well and uh, by then and uh, will barton also looked quite good today like uh, provided he stays healthy but he looked quite good and yeah i mean they did lose to the kings in overtime and in losing to the kings in overtime is a shame but it's still the first game of the season but like i mean there's a lot which can happen between then and now and the clippers unless i see them actually do it in the playoffs i'm never going to like back them like i made a mistake last season and yeah they they, they were humiliated last season but i mean they could have almost gone to the i mean gone out to the mavericks you know if it weren't for like they had a couple of lucky breaks to them last season in the sense that uh, kp got injured in between the playoffs and kp did get uh, wrongly ejected in the first game so like which was a quite close game so they could have gone either way they could have been out in the first round itself and that second round was just it was embarrassing to watch at times and yeah i mean i, I unless they legit do it like i won't believe it until i see them in the nba finals that's what i'm saying yeah that's true and that's pretty fair i guess because we didn't expect them to go out like that okay so that's wait um, but just going back on the lakers though yeah i mean lebron does take his off days on defense and when that happens they don't usually finish top 2 seed but then again lebron has never played with an anthony davis before who is a like a two way beast and was a giant and beyond that they have a bunch of really good role players like their bench depth is is even the team as a whole has been a lot better than last season so the team has improved and even if lebron does take his off days as usual like ad can more than make up for it so i don't see how he's going to drop off from there okay so now like i mean i so this is like a very open ended thing in the sense that i i expect them to finish like maybe to reach the nba finals but the thing is I think there are a few doubts here that I mean you you have to like consider that uh, I think the defense has gone down quite a bit especially they've lost McGee and Dwight uh, to Philly and uh, and Cavs and Yeah but McGee and Dwight were never like major minute players for them. Yeah so I mean the thing is now uh, earlier they could uh, I mean they did uh, play with uh, AD at the 5 but sometimes they they could like soak up more minutes by playing McGee and uh, Dwight during the regular season and they were quite good defensively i felt because of that i, I don't know it's just a feeling which i have i mean it, they could very well finish as the top seed in the west i'm not uh, going to be like 100% behind this prediction but i can, i i have a small feeling this could happen that's what i'm saying okay thinking. yeah no. because like even if you consider McGee and Dwight Marcus all is a significant improvement on them. I mean, come on, it's McGee and Dwight Gordon is what Dwight is anymore. Yeah, but Marcus all, I feel the Marcus all signing is a little overrated. I mean, dude, he's 35 and Yeah, okay. Yeah, he got but, killed by the Boston Celtics, but again, that's not a matchup thing like cuz Celtics don't have any traditional big but, but against a Jokic or against a Gobert or against a Nurkic Gasol is going to come in big for the team and he's going to be extremely useful in the team cause he's going to be the one marking them and he will do an effective job marking them in those matches cause it's not like they're going to have Daniel Tice running around and doing crazy shit or Robert Williams or Grant Williams moving away all the way to the three point line. Gobert is just going to be stuck in the paint which is the way Marcus all likes it. 
and so is Nurkic to some extent, and so is Jokic also to some extent. I mean, yeah, yeah. Jokic has added a three-point shot, and he can make some really good passes, but Jokic isn't okay, so, like a small center who's going to move very quickly. Yeah, okay, so that I would agree. But one thing which Gasol was very good at was at his uh, his passing as well. Uh, and is also, I mean, that has seen a big step down from the title-winning season for the Raptors. Last season, he was just... But they don't need that was, Yeah, but I, I, I don't... I, even I feel it's a very overrated signing. I mean, he he looked he looked like a man who was like who should have retired like two three seasons like in that Boston series. Yeah, Price was the undersized center who he was playing against, and that tends to I mean change stuff. But it's not as if uh, these are the three I mean, teams it's... he could meet. I, I, I mean, I, it's just a take. Yeah, and irrespective, okay, actually, yeah. yeah, I mean, it actually can be possible because. The Lakers have come off of just 70 games, so it's pretty obvious they won't play as hard. And the point is, last time the Lakers and you saw LeBron playing such great defense was because he came with a purpose. Like everyone had forgotten. About he also had a whole season of rest before exactly. when he didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. He had a whole season to take rest, and he had a point to prove because everyone had just forgotten about him. Everyone was just crowning yeah. Kawhi as the next greatest thing, and. You know, you know, in the words of the great Michael Jordan, he took it personally. So that's how he came. He boiled out, and he actually came second in MVP voting. So I guess LeBron playing that well made the made the Lakers a one seed. And that might not be the case this time. Yes, AD is pretty good, but the point is the entire Laker team might take it a bit slow, and the difference between the seeding in the West would be pretty less. I mean, you know how competitive the West always is. Yeah, and not just that. Like AD, uh, like he did play with uh, with the New Orleans uh, Pelicans, like before he joined the Lakers, and I didn't see him create as much of his own shots that well. Like he can create his shot. I'm not going to say that, but I still have little doubts. So on the days when LeBron rests, will AD take on the responsibility of making those passes? Look for the uh, look for the open looks. Uh, uh, do those kickouts, which uh, to the open man at the corner three. Like, I mean, I still want to see those moves. If he is improved at that, that makes a big difference. But uh, yeah, if LeBron if is that... just this guy who he 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 gravitates play towards him. So the thing is, he's such a great playmaker. He's a, he's a bucket getter. He can shoot from three quite completely. Like a Luka Doncic, just spreads it out wide. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, LeBron has this. Energy about him, which uh, like once he's there, like if he's not playing on a particular night, any team can just they can take their chances. You know, that's what that's, I think. That's definitely true. Yeah. yeah, and if AD if AD adds adds all that, he's definitely the MVP next season. So he has to be the MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If he yeah. does that, he's a shoe in for the MVP. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just want to add one twist to this. If LeBron wins one more title, that has a whole new twist to the. Goat conversation. So definitely, I don't know. He might really take this season season seriously because there's probably a better chance than last season for him. Hmm. I know Gordon got and a little excited there, but yeah. one one last point also. Like it's difficult for a defending champion to like actually go twice. Like we did see the Warriors do it, but they had that big dynasty. They had the death lineup and all, which helped them quite a bit throughout yeah. the yeah. season. Yeah. So over the last decade, it's been difficult for a champion to like repeat. 
uh, immediately the next year. So that is also one thing we have to consider. Okay. I mean, not just over the last decade, like for a long time, but yeah, it didn't happen unless, in Miami. It didn't happen in the Warriors. Unless you have like a dynastic to... team. Unless you have like a dynastic team, it's pretty difficult. And right now, that's the best thing about the NBA. There's a lot of big twos out there, so there's not one dynastic team. So you never know. Yeah. Okay. Yes. More like you have. Actually, we'll get into this later. This is move on. Yeah, we've we've gotten to this for a long time. Okay. So yeah, Kumo, what was your big surprise? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Uh, I don't have the Warriors making the playoffs, and I know Thomas did speak higher, some highly, a little highly about Nuggets, but I think the Nuggets are a lot worse than they were last year. I mean, everyone has them like. Okay, and rightfully so, they were insanely good for beating the Clippers coming back on 3-1, two consecutive series and all that. And yeah, that's great. But then they were just a, like a rim shot away from being knocked out in the first round to a Utah team that you could say didn't have its primary ball handler in Bojan. And you never know, a couple of things here and there, like if the Clippers had their senses on them, they could have lost to the, to the Clippers as well. And not only that, like, even if they were the same team from last season, from the bubble, yeah, it was said maybe they could have gone back to the finals this year. But no, they actually got a lot worse. I mean, they lost Jeremy Grant, who was kind of that defensive linchpin and a player they relied heavily, heavily on defending players like LeBron and such. But they also lost Mason Plumlee, who was their backup center. And they also lost like um, a bunch of really good other players like uh, Tory Craig and... Uh, Troy Daniels, who was extremely good role players for them. And the only like notable addition for them was Jermichael Green, who couldn't even guard, couldn't guard Jokic and could completely outmuscled by him. Couldn't guard um, what's his name? What's the center in the Mavericks? Dwight Powell. Powell, right? Yeah, Powell. Yeah. No, okay, uh, uh, Kleber. Kleber. I mean, uh, no, no, no. Uh, was it was Powell. Oh, it was Kleber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, couldn't guard, couldn't no, no, guard Kleber. Kleber and, one of them are no, Mavericks. Okay, yeah. Yeah, couldn't got Kleber in the Mavericks. So I think they, they've taken a huge step from in defensively and they never really were a great team defensively. And in the swingman position, I mean, they re-signed uh, Paul Millsap, but then, again, he's another 34, 35-year-old right now. And yeah, maybe Michael Porter Jr. can make the next step up and fill in Jeremy Grant's shoes. But Michael Porter Jr. is not going to be that great of a defensive player. He's got the length, but he hasn't got the the bulk or the muscle in him. And he is extremely suspect on the defensive side. So I, I think the Nuggets are going to take a huge step back. Um, I agree with Thomas. I think Utah looked dangerous. I think Utah looked really good. Mavericks, I have no idea what's happening with them. I think they just stayed where they were because Seth Curry trade was just basically a sideways trade. They went a little a step, one step backwards on the offense and one step forward on the defensive end. With Josh Richardson. Um, and the Warriors, like it just everything happens has to happen to Steph Curry. There's no one else in that team who can create a shot for themselves, maybe apart from Eric Pascal. All the hype of Kelly Oubre, like we saw the best of both worlds of Kelly Oubre. Like, yeah, he's a good swinger, like wingman who can just cut in and finish chances they create for him, but he cannot create anything for himself. And at times, he's a defensive liability of his own. And Andrew Wiggins is Andrew Wiggins. I don't even know why we're talking about it now. 
And yeah, that's that's about it. Like Wiseman looked short. He just had deer in the headlights the whole match. And like that was against the Nets. And we have to remember this is the West. And the West have like a bunch of good teams. Even the teams like Minnesota, who we predict won't even come close to the playoffs. Like they're going to be really good as well. So yeah, I don't have the uh, Warriors making the playoffs no matter what. Uh, Unless Steph goes supernova. Yeah, so you have them making the play-in or are they out of the top 10 altogether? So that that's a different uh, They might make the play-in, but even if we do, I can see them getting knocked out by any of the play-in teams. I I expect um, the Pelicans to be in a play-in. I expect uh, Phoenix to some extent to be in a play-in. I expect Houston, I don't expect Houston to be in a play-in. Um, I think Grizzlies any of these teams. Yeah, oh yeah, I think the Grizzlies are going to kill the Warriors. Um, we'll get to the Grizzlies a little later, but yeah, I think the Grizzlies are going to kill them as well. So, even if they do make the play-ins, yeah, there's no way they're getting past them. I mean, play-ins are what, a one-off match, so Steph could do something there, but then in a yeah, score so. 50, they have no one else who can, who can grab in more than 25 points. Right? Okay, Andrew Wiggins so, I mean, in an off-night could get more than 20, but who else is going <laughs> to score on the team? Yeah, so I mean, just to counter you in a bit. So now uh, we they were playing this this super strong Nets team, which I think has the best offensive depth in the league. Yeah, but uh, think about it this way: that super strong Nets team didn't need a, the two main players to play more than twenty-four minutes to beat them handily. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like the, uh, this Warriors team was sort of. Uh, they were lacking Draymond, and yeah, we don't know which Draymond will come out. Last season, he kind of took a vacation, and he wasn't at his best. He's taken and... a vacation for the past three seasons. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Ouch. So, okay. Like honestly, when when did we see the best or like the true Draymond? Like it was probably the first season KD was there. Since yeah, then, he's just taken it off. He's been overweight for half the matches. Was... I think the best yeah, was when he was in 2015. The yeah, exactly. That's it. And right. ever since then, we haven't seen what Draymond really was. Like, we haven't seen a defensive presence Dame Draymond. We haven't seen a creative Draymond at all. Because, I mean, to be fair to him, he didn't need to be that. So, I mean, it's hard to go from not being there and all of a sudden just flick a switch and get back into the flow of things. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. And the Warriors, I mean... Yeah, that's it's... true. Yeah, it's damn sad. I, I have said this before as well. Uh, I mean, for the, the past four or five seasons, the Warriors have been synonymous with the finals. And right now we're discussing that they might not make the playoffs. It's just really sad. But I guess that's what injuries do to you. But yeah, and the point is, no matter how many people they add around uh, Steph right now, none of them are actually as great as clay was right because having yeah. clay, having clay with you actually has that you know uh, there's another player you actually have to care about on the perimeter right now the other players are not snipers from the three point line so the players can sag off and actually suffocate uh, steph so it's even steph, more diff- yeah. yeah it's even more difficult for him to get off his shot so that's kind of why the warriors might again might not make the playoffs this time even though they're actually they've, the management has tried pretty hard getting Kelly Oubre and everyone, but it's and again, if they were in the east, maybe they would, but the west, as always, is loaded. Yeah, 
and all the teams are just getting better uh yeah i guess these predictions i guess they do look pretty plausible so yeah gautam what we, what do you think what and you know what are your predictions which what do you think is going to be the standout feature of the season yeah my prediction is that the toronto raptors will either finish in the 8th seed or they won't make it to the playoffs this season because oh, oh, i like this yeah <laughs> see because like, okay pascal siakam is a great scorer no doubt but there's some inconsistent inconsistent players like kyle lowry og ananobi i mean they lost serge ibaka who was like a very important player to them i mean like i don't think kawhi leonard losing kawhi leonard was a big impact for the raptors because they still managed to make it to the playoffs last season but yeah they couldn't stop the boston celtics in the second round yeah but i think the compared to the west i think the east is also pretty competent because you have the bucks who is like who who many people are predicting that they will finish in the top and make it to the nba finals then you have the nets who is improving big with kd and kyrie and of course the boston celtics with kemba jalen brown and jason tatum and who else is there i think the miami heat is also a good a good team who will finish in the top this thing the top four seeds i mean yeah and then you have the wizards the nets the bucks i i mentioned the nets and the bucks first sorry i was listening <laughs> yeah 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 so then you have the wizards who 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 have westbrook and beal I mean like I don't know like Kyle Lowry he's getting old and he's sometimes he has good games sometimes he's very inconsistent Fred VanVleet is a good scorer but I feel the Raptors don't have any defense do you agree with me guys Yeah okay. I mean, I think the only thing they have is defense they don't have any offense <laughs> I feel the Raptors yeah. I think the Raptors are filled with scorers only. I don't see them. I don't see any like good defenders in that team. Okay, okay if I... they were to make a play for Harden, like at the trade deadline, would that push that thing up? Because I think they have a lot of cap space to get him, they... and they, they have, have they have they, need... they have pieces to like give a, give away also if they want to get him also. That's what I feel. Yeah, but in order to get yeah. Harden, they'll have to. in order to get hard and they'll have to let go either uh, their three one of their three star players like either it's Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam or Fred VanVleet so either one of them or even both two of them may have to leave i'd say like, it's like two or three of um, of Siakam, Fred VanVleet or OG Ananobi i don't think Kyle Lowry will be in his conversation because mm. he's 36 now and yeah, yeah Kyle Lowry is 36 for those of you who don't believe it But I mean, yeah, my yeah, one thing for the Raptors would be uh, Nick Nurse is probably the best coach in the league, and if there's one thing I would never do in my life is it is uh, to bet against him. That's true, man. Yeah, and but I guess I agree with Gautam that the Raptors might be in eighth seed uh, because uh, yeah, they're taking a huge step back. Yeah, they have taken a huge step back. They've lost Serge Ibaka, they've lost Marcus All, and uh, I guess. I I I'm really happy for Fred VanVleet but I think they overpaid him. Uh but okay that's fine. They no one's ever coming to Toronto anyway so I guess it's fine for them to sign him. And uh, I guess the Harden deal it's kind of interesting. Uh but because he would hmm it's kind of interesting. They would have to definitely give a Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi and a buttload of picks. Uh 
because the one more thing is actually i think the hardened market is drying out a lot like i mean i don't see the nets doing anything i don't see the what do you call philly giving up ben simmons at least for the first half of the season like if they gel well i'm pretty sure they're not going to do that but if there's some dispute like if they're not able to play well then maybe so mm. well, there is a chance it can be there but if that doesn't happen i see the toronto raptors actually taking a huge step back i mean even if they do get harden like you said they're going to have to gut half the young like promising core and then if yeah. you, if you lose um siakam if you lose ananobi who's even going to defend wings in that team because remember right. ananobi exactly. was saying that with Yeah exactly and I know we were saying that who literally shut out LeBron and Davis in the same match um in the in the regular season last year last year like he's an insanely good defender and Mcnose has even come out and told like he expects him to take a huge step in the defensive part and that's why they offered him a huge 70 million contract now so that's true yeah yeah hey, one oh. more thing i want to see if I talk about the raptors is i don't think they have the depth also like there's only norman powell like there's nobody else who's really good and chris boucher he's pretty yeah. good yeah chris yeah yeah chris boucher as well like there's nobody else who's like really well known or really yeah. good yeah that's true. i i see alex len but he he hasn't played in today's game because i've seen alex len play he's pretty decent yeah but i mean we can that, i think the raptors Yeah, but I, apart from that, I feel the Raptors are going to hu- take a huge step back. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we we can agree that the Raptors are definitely no not close to the team they were when they won the championship. I mean, even after Kawhi left, they were a really solid team, and I think that team has, you know, just drifted away and just degraded over the season. So let's see what they do. Okay, so my sassy prediction. would be that uh, the nba finals would be between the mavericks and the brooklyn nets uh, <laughs> yeah okay uh, i think the brooklyn nets part isn't that surprising i mean given how well they play and given how much i'm a kyrie kyrie's game fanboy not kyrie the person fanboy but uh, my bias to the brooklyn nets is pretty obvious um, and i again have the bucks losing in the second round and yanas uh, regretting his decision i somehow still feel the bucks have not done as much and yanas's game has not improved as much i mean we saw like he is missing free throws and you know like it's difficult for the bucks to actually close games at the end so i guess they might still lose in the second round uh, to either the nets or again the miami heat because miami heat they didn't lose anyone and they still have all their players left and they didn't make any the bugs didn't make any significant improvements as well so i guess it would be an easy path for the nets if they stay healthy obviously it's if they stay healthy is the biggest question and in the in the west i really have the mavs coming out because i think luka would be i guess in the top 2 for the mvp this time for sure because he was i think top 3 last time so it's i think obvious that he's going to be in top 2 he might even win it this time if the mavs are a top 3 seed and uh, i guess they because i uh, i agree with uh, uh, i guess kumu right that uh, the nuggets i think would not you know be as good as we thought they were they've had some players who have left and there's a huge downgrade to them uh 
the jazz are good all the other teams are good i think the suns would make the playoffs but i don't think they'll able to win a series in the playoffs i feel uh but i think the mavs are ready but again there's a huge if if porzingis can stay healthy if porzingis can stay healthy they are definitely in the western conference finals for sure and my sassy thing my bold prediction is them coming out and actually being being in the nba finals go come on also like um, you have to consider i think mavs are one of the few teams that can make a big trade this off season cuz they have them hardaway's expiring contract and i think they have a couple of random picks as well so they can yeah, package a bunch of things over there yeah and uh, yeah one more thing let me just mention the mavericks last year were one of the best offensive teams in history not history, only yeah. yeah not only in that particular season among those teams they were one of not one i think they were the best statistically best offensive team ever they were number one yeah exactly and this time they have taken a step back in offense by giving up seth curry yes but they got better defensively and that was a huge hole last time so even if they're not the best in history i think after losing set they might be like one or two in the league this time which is still pretty damn good and them getting back defensively would definitely help luka and everyone and i definitely see luka taking that jump again so i think he's my he's our 2021 mvp for sure it's either him or ad yeah definitely yeah it's either him or ad i think if lebron doesn't play as many games it might be ad but i definitely think luka would win yeah your thought guys Thomas yeah what do you think uh, i think you make an interesting point like even the mavs have interesting depth options you know like for in, at the point guard as well they they have uh, this guy they have galen brunson as well as trey burke who can trey burke uh, yeah. handle yeah who can handle the non uh, non luka minutes quite well they're not minuses on defense as well they're quite good on the offensive end uh, uh, i i think that josh richardson he's uh he's a player upgrade on uh, Seth Curry in the sense that he's he is the better defender but he can also knock down three threes so he's a true 3 and D player in the in the true sense of the word you know like that is one thing and and I liked their draft picks you know like uh Tyrell Terry is a quite decent uh, interesting uh, uh, option even Josh Green is a great defender but that was one of the yeah. main things which they were looking at and Tyrell Terry uh, from what i had read he is like a younger version of Seth Curry he can knock down shots yeah so, yeah so uh, so that is like an interesting point of view so like and and i i completely trust Rick Carlisle he can come up with a proper offensive system but KP is a big if like he will he is the difference between them making the NBA finals and potentially winning it and maybe falling at the Western Conference semifinals. Exactly. That's how big a difference he is. But his knees are a big issue. I think he'll be load managed this year. And I think like the timeline is just. Uh, I think the Mavs' personal timeline is maybe to win it in the next two seasons, not this season. Yeah, but yeah, I think they are ready. Uh, and there's one more thing: their center depth is pretty good. I mean, yeah, they have Porzingis who gets hurt and stuff, but. you have normal power not normal power dwight powell and uh, maxi kleba who are really really good centers i mean centers don't forget boban 
Yeah, Boban. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boban is shooting game-winning shots in the preseason. Come on, if we can do that, yeah, it's over, guys. It's over. No, but like Boban is genuinely a great player. Like, I mean, people turn him into his gimmick, but he is actually a highest plus-minus in history of NBA. Come on, yeah, he's I, the best ever. He's, he's better than Michael Jordan. Yeah, statistically, he's the most efficient player ever. So yeah. yeah, there's yeah, there's no laughing about Boban. So exactly, so that's how good the Mavs are. So I mean, I'm pretty high on them. Okay, so that I was think Boban's gonna win them the league this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's my hot take. Yeah, <laughs> scrap the whole Nuggets segment. That's my hot take. Yeah, I agree. That that's that's more fun, <laughs> definitely. Okay, so that were a fun couple of minutes. That was a huge and was a really insightful discussion. And uh, let's go to the next part, which we have planned. Uh, so discussing about the fun teams was okay. Now let's talk about our breakout players. Which player do we think will actually, you know? Yeah, why don't you go first this time? Okay. Okay. So. I think the player who is gonna, you know, come out of his shell and burst out to be an amazing star, I think, would be Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown, don't get me wrong, was an amazing player last time. Like he has been a consistently good player for the Boston Celtics, but he was always, you know, the fourth option or the third option. Now, as Kemba is out and he has to share the load with uh, what Tatum, I think. He will definitely come into his own because right now, honestly, I feel both of them are equally good. I mean, all of us had just crowned uh, Tatum as you know the best player on the team, but Jalen Brown is equally good. He's equally crafty with the ball. He can handle. He can defend. He can go up, take his shot, hit the three ball. I mean, he can legit do it. Every he can legit do everything. And I'm definitely picking him to you know make the All Star team this time. And uh, I really think he can, you know, push like be the difference between the Boston Celtics being a really good team, because even in the playoffs last time he was one of their most reliable players, and I think he's just going to carry that forward, and he will definitely be an All Star this time. Yeah. So, guys, your thoughts? I couldn't agree more. Like Jalen Brown is like my favorite Celtic at the moment. Yeah. And I think Tatum's a better scorer. He's just got that knack when it comes to finishing it. Man, he's probably he's a better three-point shooter. But Jalen Brown's a more more of a much, much more tenacious defender. So like uh, I mean, these two guys are gonna be elite two-way wings in the future. Like and there's I no doubt that. about it. That's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas Gotham, your thoughts? Yes, definitely. Jalen Brown is like one of the best guards right now. Currently in the league, and like he, his and Tatum's partnership is like really good. The chemistry is really good, and yes, like you said as well, like he, I think he has a high chance to make it to the All Star this season. And I, I have nothing much more to say to, to say that he's just a great player. I have one question though: What happens if Kemba does come back? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we saw it last time as well, right? Even though Kemba was there, there were a lot of times he was deferring to those guys. He was. Happy being the third person, like the third scoring option. So I mean, he doesn't have that. Uh, you know, Kemba is like that friendly point guard who just, even if he's not even getting his <laughs> shot, he'll just he'll be happy with the team success. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't mind 
Jalen Brown taking this leap. So he wouldn't be detrimental to him, in my opinion. Yeah, I hope that's true. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that's true because that's who Kemba is. Exactly, that's who Kemba is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I guess yeah, Kumu, who do you think? Uh, alright, Tom. So I feel like, I mean, this is kind of expected, but I feel like um, Zion and John Moran. The first and second pick of last year's drafts, I think they're gonna make the All Star this season, man. Yeah, that does heavily depend on Zion's health issues. But like, even for those twenty odd matches we did see Zion last season, he looked by far like one of the best players in the league. And Ja is an explosive player, akin to a certain Derrick Rose in Chicago, like. Oh, and yes. the whole Memphis team just goes as he goes. And the things he's doing in that Western conference, like it's it's not easy because all yeah. the teams are insanely good there and he's just been lighting teams apart. So I'm not gonna say anymore. I'm just gonna say that there are two studs and they're just gonna make it. That's true. I mean Zion's, I mean, just remember the first game Zion played, wasn't that the most insane game ever? Like everyone knows how yeah. great Zion is in the interior and stuff. He started off. He was knocking down threes, four three pointers in a row, and he was actually. And it wasn't like a blowout game or anything like that. The game was pretty close. I mean, it was a shame that Alvin Gentry pulled him out of the game, and the Pelicans actually went and lost the game. But if he could have played that entire game, the Pelicans would have won, hands down. That's that. I mean, I just can't get over that game, man. That it was just the perfect debut. I feel, but yeah, I completely agree with you. Zion is great. Jamorant is great, and uh, I mean, Jamorant had 44 points. I think he's like the youngest player to have a 40-point game in the season opener. So that's just proving your point all the more. And I, I think Memphis was a definite pick to be the eighth seed last time, but because of the entire playing thing and all, I think it took them down. But I guess this time they're definitely making the playoffs. And uh, Zion again, yeah, if he stays healthy and he has like a new coach, and I think Stan Van Gundy is from that, you know, the Miami culture and stuff where the fitness and your personal conditioning is really highly valued. So. I guess Stan will get him down to shape, and I think he looks pretty good. He looks really slim and trim. So if he can stay healthy, if he can get his feet under him, there's definitely no stopping both these guys. I mean, I just want to say, like, if um, Zion was the Miami team, like he's never gonna pass the body fat person test. Like, just, yeah, it's impossible <laughs> for him to pass that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I guess if he were there, good for him. He isn't. <laughs> yeah, but I think if he were there, he would. Be forced to do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, Phil Jackson would, you know, just stand there with a stick, telling, "Come on, ten more push-ups." Phil <laughs> Jackson? Uh, no. Uh, who was the uh, what do you call it? the team executive? <laughs> Pat Riley. My bad. Sorry. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Yeah. Yes. I, I'll just, I'll just edit imagine. A, yeah, I'll just edit this. Yeah, imagine a jacked and shredded Zion. <laughs> I swear, dude. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's one. Yeah. So yeah. Got yeah, them. I'm a bit of a Zion skeptic, you know. Like okay. in the sense, okay. <laughs> so it's, I mean, he could very well have a great uh, Hall of Fame career and everything, but uh, 
I, I am in the sense so like everyone keeps on calling him this highlight reel machine. Last season, except for a few dunks here and there, which I which were decent, there was nothing else. Ja, on the other hand, is a real highlight machine. Like that guy is just like he's everywhere and he's like so nippy also and the way he just that explosivity is too good. Uh, Zion, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about his injuries in the sense like I don't know how he can sustain himself even in college also he had a very worrisome uh, injury record and i mean it is like he won't be the first uh, number one uh, draft pick to fall by the wayside that's all i would say let's hope I mean, that doesn't the happen thing with zion is he averaged 23 points oh i think 11 rebounds and three blocks when he was fit so I don't know what, what you have to be skeptical about apart from the injury record. I mean, the injury record, it was one singular injury where his shoe literally ripped apart and his foot came out and all kinds of weird things happened. Yeah. And that was the same injury that just carried over to the NBA on to his and, first NBA season as well. Yeah. And I think the Pelicans I mean, were over-cautious, actually. I mean, if it were any Very other player... Very over-cautious, yeah. Uh, if, if it were any other player, they would just... Like, he would be playing, I guess, 10-20 games into the season. But because it was Zion, there was this extra caution because they have him as their future. They want him to, you know, carry the baton further for the Pelicans. So, they were over-cautious. That's yeah. why... Yeah, but when he was on the court, he was amazing. That's something which was pretty evident, I guess. But, yeah, okay. So but, yeah, got, and yeah, Ja is Ja, but let's move yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, Ja is Ja, definitely. It's like Trey Young and Luca Doncic. Both of them are pretty good right now. Luca is really good, but Trey Young is. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on to the Trey Young thing. I mean, this is not the time for that, but you can never put him <laughs> in the same bed as Luca Doncic. Never, ever. Okay, I'm sorry, I triggered someone. I agree okay. with that. Okay, I'm sorry, I triggered. I mean, I didn't put them at the same level. I said both of them are good. That's all. It's not the same level. Yeah, no. Trey okay. Young is not good. He's not a winning basketball player. He's just not a Zach Levine. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Calm down, calm down, there, man. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, Gautam, maybe you can chill the uh, and temperature here and just talk about your player. Yeah. So my player is like, he was really good before he got his injury, and he was one of my favorite point guards. So this is John Wall, like. He's playing. He's playing after like 700 days, like compared to like one and a half seasons. I feel he'll do well whether he's with Harden or without Harden, because even without Harden, you still have Chris Wood and Demarcus Cousins in the Rockets. I feel that John Wall will be like a, he'll have a great season this time. I was I, I was looking forward to seeing him today, but unfortunately, because of the antics Harden did, the game got postponed. and they were they um, all the, all of them were like in self isolation or something no not all of them but yeah but i would really like to, uh, but i would see john wall playing really well this season uh, yes he won't make it to the all star this season but i think he'll be one of the best players i, I would love to see a season in the rockets yeah i i i do agree but i think uh, the reason why the rockets game got postponed was because Uh, I mean, uh, John Wall, Boogie Cousins, and I think another rookie. They were getting a haircut. It was contact tracing. Yeah, it was contact yeah. tracing. It was because they were getting a haircut somewhere, and they found out that that person was COVID positive, and you know, stuff, all the all stuff like that. So yeah, Harden's antics are a completely different story. But 
it's sad like they <laughs> the rockets didn't have eight players to get on the court because of the corona i mean that it's happening to the rockets now, you know all this at the same time two separate issues like this i swear it's yeah it's quite <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's just i don't know the the season might be i mean both the issues can just be linked to one particular person yeah i mean <laughs> yeah it's true man it's true yeah i i really am rooting for john wall man i mean because he was a really exciting player he was a winning player and uh, you know he he had a rough couple he's of years he's a great playmaker exactly he's a good he's a great, great playmaker player. he's he's again he's a definitely an, he's definitely an upgrade over westbrook i feel he's uh, definitely an upgrade over westbrook uh, yeah actually yeah he's a better playmaker than westbrook so, yeah That's westbrook it's more like yeah. a ball hogger Yeah, that's debatable. I'm with us for I'm a little stuck now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, maybe before injury, John Wall might be. Uh, I mean, not an upgrade over Westbrook. I think he they were fair, fairly close. After the injury, he has to show himself. I mean, if John Wall can be, I guess, eighty to ninety percent of himself, we can reopen this conversation. But for now, I think Westbrook is Westbrook. <laughs> okay, uh, so who's left? Thomas. Yep. Who do you have breaking up the season? Uh, yeah, so from one like feel good story in John Wall, I think I would like to end on this another one. I think the season it has been Carl Anthony Towns is like this guy. He's had one of the roughest years anyone could have. You know, like yeah. his mom died uh, due to complications of COVID nineteen. Half his family passed away. Yeah. yeah his mom specifically and yeah six other family members did die from the covid oh. complications and uh, and on top of that the the black lives matter the movement also happened during the summer and this guy has just had a rough rough year in general he's also been a little bit plagued by injuries also during yeah. the regular season before the stoppage also and he, he did say like before the season started that he is not that uh, invested in basketball uh, he he's not looking to basketball as a curing a uh, coping mechanism like because he literally told that the day his mom died he became a different person and that like, it's it's such a sad story like i mean i i'm really rooting for him and i really hope like firstly speaking i think uh, i hope that minnesota at least reach a play in tournament I don't know whether they're a playoff caliber team, but I mean, I I'm rooting for them in that sense. And yeah, that entire organization in general also they've lost a lot of people this year. Uh, they lost a couple of their uh, commentators, uh, uh, and that and that organization in general, like uh, Ricky Rubio has also lost his mom, and uh, the coach Ryan Saunders lost his dad, Flip Saunders as well. So in that whole organization, I think they'll help Carl Anthony this this season. and today he 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 took over today you know they weren't at their best against pistons who 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 should be one of the weakest teams in the league and he literally took the game by the scruff of the neck and led them home like especially in the last in the final quarter in those last four minutes i think he put, uh, he contributed like 10 points gave took uh, four boards and he dished out three times as well so he was incredible in the last quarter and the, that i love that scene when he just i mean at the end of the at the end of the game he took the match ball and he said he would just send it to his dad so that it would be next to his mom 
and I think that will be a big motivating factor. I mean, that emotional, uh, this thing in the sense, like, I think he should have a good season and Minnesota reaching that plain spots, the six to 10 region will be down to him more than D'Lo or Anthony and Edwards or anybody else. I think he should be the main linchpin. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, Cat has had a really hard, you know, off season. Not an off season. The entire year was pretty hard, I guess, for him. And uh, call it a coping mechanism or whatever. The guy has a lot of talent, and I think now he would completely, you know, tune himself into the game. And uh, let's, I, I mean, all the best to him. Nothing else. And. Uh, one good thing, I guess, right now is that he is playing with a really close friend of his, and because Dilo and Cat uh, go back to like go back to college and stuff, so I guess Kentucky that, buddies. Exactly, Kentucky buddies. We're just waking, waiting on Devin Booker here. I mean, I, I'm I'm really rooting for that uh, reunion. I don't know how much they'll win, but I guess they'll be fun to watch, <laughs> irrespective. Uh, I guess so that might help him a lot as well because that chemistry thing. That would definitely be there. And we have the number one overall pick. We like Everyone, I think, has forgotten that they have Anthony Edwards. So it'll be interesting how he would come into the mix and help Cat actually, you know. He can actually also, you know, make a run for MVP if Minnesota can be good. I mean, if they can, which is a really big if. I mean, imagine them being the fourth seed. If they're the fourth seed, Cat also can win MVP, I guess. So... If they I mean, are the fourth seed, he is the lockdown for MVP in my opinion. That's true. Because that's it will be all down to him. Yeah, exactly. All on cat. Yeah. That's I mean, true. I like to hate on guys who put up big numbers in shitty teams, like the aforementioned Trey Young or Zach Levine as such. Yeah. But uh, I feel like if there's one person who could who can put up big numbers in a championship team, it's cat because. Like, he is an extremely talented center. He can do it all, like, literally do it all. Spread the flow, do everything a center needs to do. Yeah. Um, he just needs to be a part of a good team. That's it. Yeah, he's soft. He doesn't have the mindset and the grit and grind. But that's all right. You don't get everything. You you yeah. don't build perfect humans in this sport. Yeah. But maybe after this year, that might have hardened him from the inside. And maybe he might focus more and, you know, get that edge. You never know. How all these things change. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're either born with it or you're not. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah, this has been a really long podcast, I guess. And I think we're out of topics to talk about. I mean, we're not out of topics, but we're out of time. Uh, so, thank you guys for joining us here at the Amateur Fans Basketball Podcast. And we'll be back next week with more about the games, more interesting topics to talk about, and more banter like this. So, This is Asper saying bye and uh, thank you guys for joining us. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys.